0: It's eleven oh five on WSIC News Radio, and you're listening to We're Just Saying with Senator Vicky Sawyer and David. If you'd like to be part of our show, eight four four Studio Four. We also are streaming live on the WSIC News website, Facebook page X.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Not not I I left it off. I left it
1: off. Yeah, we and
0: all social media in between. Yeah, per your directive last
1: week. We have established (laughs) that we are going to fully embrace just the name X. But as a compromise, we can say a tweet back. Tweet. We,
0: yes, right. That, that was that you, you gave me that. I can still say yes. tweet. I can still say tweet.
1: And I will say that for those of listeners who are enjoying our rated X segment, we've had some really good ones this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, this was this is going to be a tough week to choose from. Honestly, we might have to have two segments oh, no. with, with some of the clap back at you over the correlation. <laughs> but how was <laughs> your week, man?
1: It has actually been really good, and I do want to give a shout out to somebody. I was at the Costco. Um, uh, gas station getting... Love
0: Costco gas.
1: I do love gas, Costco gas. And so I was there getting... It's not uh, as good as
0: Shop and Save gas. But it's, fair. it's, it, but it's solid. Right. It's shop solid.
1: and shave is a local shop that's owned by a town of yep. Mooresville commissioner, commissioner Eddie, Dingler, Eddie, Dingler. Eddie Dingler. Great guy. And he also has an amazing butcher shop. Oh, yes.
0: No, 100%. Locally
1: owned and operated and sourced yep. and everything. Shameless so plug. Shameless plug But shameless plug for, it's, it's fantastic. It yeah. is actually fantastic. <laughs> um, and I was sitting there pumping gas and talking to the gas station attendant. And then uh, a nice gentleman said... I listen to your show all the time, even when I'm at the beach. Really? Yeah, it was a really good compliment. So thank you, sir, for And I want to give you a shout out back for listening to the show. And it seems like we had a lot of good feedback from the show last week. So we're excited to bring it again this week.
0: Well, I know. Exactly. And it's so funny. Some of the best feedback we get are the shows we prepare the least for.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well like, then, you're really excited for I, one today. Really excited for one today, <laughs> yeah.
0: but no, no, we are, we are, we are professionals and everything like that. And so, and I do actually need to make an acknowledgement myself. Yes, uh, I did find myself on a different show on this station <sighs> earlier this week, um, and I know that it, I know that it, uh, it hurt your heart a little bit. You but
1: cheated on me.
0: I did. I think that's exaggeration. I, I do that, not yeah.
1: think that's exaggeration. No, I, I
0: came you... in to help out our good friend, Representative Jeff McNeely. Uh, you know, because he didn't, he couldn't interview himself, so it's like oh, hey, you? He have you met him? Okay, yes, fair. Okay. But, you know, but I felt like that, uh, you know, he was like, hey, come in, you know, help me out with this. I was like, absolutely, I will. And it uh-huh. was only when I, and so I went up to the station of in Statesville, which we've not been to in a while, yes. uh, because the one down here in Cornelius is so much closer, and this is also Studio C, and the C is for Kobol. But, um, and so, uh, but it, but I did, I know that uh, I heard through the grapevine that you were a little miffed at me uh-huh. for that, so I just wanted to let you know it was for a good cause, and, you know, but I, this is my home, uh-huh. this is where right. I belong, I would never uh i would never knowingly like a uh, step out on you okay so to speak
1: well <laughs> i forgive you for your sin because i can <laughs> my sin because i can match you uh-oh i
0: what too you stepped do? out uh-oh. on this radio show where did you step
1: to sheriff darren campbell's show i was a guest on his show you floozy <laughs> <laughs> I was a guest on a show on Thursday and enjoyed uh, having great conversation with him and uh, and so yes, I too. I guess we are so darn popular these days that people just want us to be on their show. Well,
0: I think you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the uh, guest judges that come in on like you know X Factor, American uh, or, or uh, American Idol, and things like that. You know, it's just we're a brand now.
1: Yeah, we're a brand I agree. now,
0: Senator. It's just, it's <laughs> just, and and we're in demand. We're we're growing. We're building. Yeah, that's yeah. I
1: see. <laughs> That. We I have, have ten, that. we have
0: tens of listeners. Yeah, I mean, so all tens it's really... of listeners are <laughs>
1: happy for that. <laughs> hey, speaking of tens of people, guess what? Right now, let's see. We have fifty-one minutes left until
0: until candidate filing's done.
1: Until candidate filing is over. Yay!
0: So, any of you folks out there driving around in your car, wondering, "Hey, should I run for a public office?" You have. uh Right at 50, probably, I'd say probably 49 minutes uh, to uh, get yourself to states or Raleigh uh, if you yeah, want, to, you want for something statewide. for statewide or federal. But um, it's looking uh, it's looking like we're going to have a very active uh, primary season here in Ardell County.
1: Yeah, just like in a good Republicans that we are and continuing the Republican on Republican violence,
0: <laughs> you'll see
1: it coming to an email or your uh, social media feed or your mailbox near you about how one person... Is a better Republican than the other? The
0: most conservative. The
1: most conservative. The, the most conservative. Most mostest conservative. The, the bestest conservative. M- yes. The most amazing of person with the most beautiful <laughs> family and you know the, the smartest of all.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say that I'm the most conservative person ever. There's other people say that. I don't say that. Other good, people say that.
1: Speaking of which, I to- could be the
0: greatest. Per- I could be the greatest conservative ever to serve inside this county. Probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very nice Trump impression. Uh, you know, yeah, oh. I, I,
0: I do what I can. I'm not as good as others, though. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, you know, he kind of made headlines this week.
0: He did. He yeah. absolutely did. Um, had thrown some endorsements around, right? Um, and actually threw a second endorsement inside of a uh, inside of another district, which you know, I guess it's his prerogative to you know to endorse multiple candidates inside of a district.
1: Yeah, maybe after the break, we'll talk a little bit deeper about this. But question: Okay, at one time, and maybe it still is. But at one time, and a Trump endorsement meant that you can win a senatorial uh, uh, North Carolina Senate District. Uh, arguably, no one um, had really put a lot of stock into Ted Budd's campaign for Senate, um, although I was a full believer from the beginning just because he was our congressman mm-hmm. and I knew. Uh, we had personally met him and his wife and worked with them many years and Enjoyed his service in our 13th congressional district when he was our congressman and then he was you know In this field of Senate candidates with what Patrick McCrory former Mm -hmm. governor and mayor of charlotte and also mark walker congressman mark walker And then they were in greenville and next thing you know here comes a trump endorsement for ted budd out of the blue And so that was a game changer in that primary i'm really curious to hear your thoughts Do you think that a trump endorsement is that type of game changer now So, you know,
0: I think it probably depends on the district. Um, i think inside of a congressional district depending on how red it mm-hmm. is um yes i think absolutely that that can be a game changer sure. uh, for somebody statewide though I'm not so sure i mean again you know th- there's been a lot of time passed between Trump was sort of at the height of you know his popularity and 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 come that so I, i'm not so sure that and plus he's giving fewer of them if you look and actually look yeah he's not giving as many he as has he some used tough to.
1: endorsements where he lost a little bit huh? last
0: time around the trump yeah. endorsement actually the, a lot of the endorsements didn't work out very well, uh, two years ago. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, I think in a, in a, in a district, um, type race, um, Mm -hmm. county type race, Probably because um, depending on how red it is and how concentrated it is, but, you know, Mm -hmm. statewide, um, you know, know, I'm not so sure it it brings as much to it. Now, here's what I will tell you is that if you are a candidate, if let's, you know, take the flip side, right? right? If you're not endorsed by Trump necessarily, you know, if you get the endorsement, I'm not sure that necessarily pushes you over the line, but if he comes after you. And everything like that, I do think that could be highly detrimental to a candidate inside certain types of districts um, and types of races. I do think that.
1: So we're going to talk a little bit in depth about the congressional um, folks who are up, and especially those that are in the contested primaries. But I thought something interesting. Um, The generic polling data um, is published by Interactive Polls notes that in North Carolina, remember, now, remember, we picked up a congressional seat because we have so many folks who are moving into our area, arguably from blue states like New York and Mm -hmm. California, um... And they are showing that in a generic polling data, which means just like average, do you want Republican or Democrat, that the North Carolina GOP is at a 48 percent or plus seven over the Democrats at 41 percent.
0: You know, and, and honestly, that that doesn't surprise me, given where we are from the national mood and who's in the office mm-hmm. um, right now um, and sort of the issues that people have with inflation and everything like that. So that actually does not surprise me yeah. at all, uh, because, uh, you know, when things, aren't, when things aren't going very well, the party in power in the White House is usually the ones who well the but we it.
1: also thought we were gonna have a red wave last time and then exactly. numbers were like this and it we woke up and were sadly disappointed very so we're gonna see well <laughs> i guess we'll say that a lot now for the next year we'll see exactly it's all about voter turnout everything it, else that they always say
0: exactly you listen to we're just saying on wsic news radio we'll be right back Welcome back to we're just saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicky Sawyer and David. Glad to be part of our show 844 Studio 4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, Facebook page, X, LinkedIn and all points in between. So before the break we were talking about, you know, overall candidate filing um, and the fact we have what 42 43 minutes left. Yeah.
1: I don't know how's your math. I know you're better at English than you are on the numbers. I am
0: extraordinarily better at English than English. I am at, than, I, than I am at than I am at the Mathematics, um, but uh, thank, well, fortunately, so, I have three kids who are fantastic at math, yeah. which they obviously get from their much smarter than me mother. Aww. But um, but yes, uh, English, English, communi- commu- you know, the communications, it, is the communications, key. English, mm-hmm. you know, um, understanding how to use them words and everything like yeah. that. That's you know, those Camler boys know how to do that.
1: Candler see, I have not brought it up <laughs> since you slammed me about the Camler references I, All I up said, here. All,
0: I don't mind you referencing my great hometown of Candler The problem is you hick it up every time you do Camler. You like. Intentionally draw it out. It's like, so, well, okay, it's
1: been my, in full full fairness, um, I know that I speak in my regular voice with a Southern twang. I get that. mm -hmm. But I don't know if any of you who have grown up in North Carolina, when you go back home or when you are with people who sound Southern, It is intentional. I go straight back into it. And for some reason, that word Candler, (laughs) (laughs) when I talk about Candler, North Carolina, it (laughs) just slips right back in. In fact, my family or my daughters will look at me and go, who are you? Why are you speaking so Southern? I'm thinking, who is this person? This is is how I started the first 18 years of my life. That's how I sounded. So when I I
0: came down to Charlotte to go to school, when I'd go visit back home, I got accused of sounding like a Yankee. Oh So I mean, it's like, it's amazing how, how regionally, depending if you spend enough time where your dialect goes.
1: Yeah, I know. So, um, but so speaking about that, then the state of North Carolina is now divided into 14 congressional districts, we had like we talked on the show last week a very significant retirement but also with these 14 districts, we have an open seat, and we've, uh, of course, redrew the lines as was constitutionally guaranteed by the General Assembly and fantastic protected. job, by the way. Thank you so much. There is a, <laughs> there is a court case out there about these that were just recently filed on the same day, I think, as opening. But so we'll see where that goes. Um, thankfully, last time there was a court case that happened against the Senate, um, the the judges threw it out pretty quick, saying that they did not allow for time. However, now we Candidate filing, will finish in how many ever minutes here. And so we've got a pretty good list of what's going on. The true swing district in North Carolina, in other words, this is where they do like partisan index. And it just means this many folks who are registered Democrat live here, this many... Folks who register Republican live there. And then they also track their latest voting trends. And the last, sometimes the partisan index will end, like the past four election cycles, some go back two election cycles, but they take it aggregate all that data and they'll say this district leans like, um, um, likely Republican. Um, so anyways, we are uh, looking at Congressional District 1, which is Northeast North Carolina as that true swing district. Seems like every other one is either red or blue depending on um, depending on those data. So it looks like one swing district, three Democrat districts, and 10 Republican districts. So the one swing district that we look at is incumbent Don Davis. I served with him in the uh, Senate. Very solid man, just, you know, can't say nothing, nothing bad about the man. Um, but, other so than he, his party. Other than his party, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that's really bad. I just, but he does represent that district. Um, you know, with the kind of with what he's got on. We got Deborah Ross, who's incumbent. Of course, she's a Democrat. Um, Greg Murphy, Republican, in District Three, um, and Valerie Fucci, Democrat, um, in District Four. So those are all pretty lockstep. Um, there is an open seat in District Six, and that's the one we were talking about with. Bo Hines, which you remember Bo Hines. I do
0: remember Bo Hines. What do you
1: remember about Bo Hines?
0: Very young.
1: Yeah? (laughs) That's
0: about it. Yeah. And Bo. I mean, I remember the name Bo. Bo.
1: The Bo's a good name. And I
0: remember he did get endorsed by Trump.
1: He did. And in fact, as little as a week ago, he was, uh, Trump said he was a very good candidate. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know... Trump, Trump says. <laughs> I like somebody else. I yeah. like Addison McDowell.
0: Yeah, Addison McDowell has jumped in. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes. So actually get to that just like right. we do have a caller. We actually have a caller today. Oh, so good. I, I don't be so surprised.
2: I'm not, I, well, every uh, now and then, I mean, a lot of times people just want to listen to us. But
0: yeah. we do have a caller. Hi, you're on with Senator Sawyer. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Uh, how are you folks doing today? Doing great. Hope fantastic.
1: you are. fantastic.
2: Good. I have a question about how they calculate inflation, and I was telling the the, uh, the this other man that uh, I calculated from two years ago what I used to buy, gross the in the the particular groceries I buy and the gas and the insurance for my house, and my cars, and uh, you know just just personal items. I'm not counting eating out and, and and gift buying and stuff like that. I'm counting the stuff that I have, you know, my basics. Mm-hmm. And my, my inflation figure is 28.5%. Oh, wow.
0: Wow that's uh and honestly you you, you beat up a great point sir um and then and thank you for the call is that the um when we talk about inflation and you know and you you see it on the news and everything like that obviously there's a whole formula that goes into it but when you talk about what it feels like out of your own bank account yeah. and wh- how much more it's costing you know you personally i have no problem believing that you know expenses have gone up 28 percent uh for yeah. an individual especially yeah. for groceries and things
2: like that yes david um and and um you know I was listening to a report that last year credit card use went up 21 percent. This year it's gone up 30 mm-hmm. percent. In other words, people when broke, they're not adjusting their lifestyle mm-hmm. to to what's going on. Their checks haven't adjusted from their jobs, and their lifestyle hasn't adjusted, and they're going they're putting themselves in more and more debt. Um, I mean. It's scary enough that we owe what thirty-three million now in counting, mm. or trillion. I'm sorry. It's trillion. okay. No worries. <laughs> yeah. And but you know, and that's that's a whole nother deal. But when the average person is going in, it is adding thirty percent to their credit card use every mm-hmm. year. That's scary. Yeah. To me. Agree. But how? But anyway, get back to how do they calculate that figure of inflation? Well, um, do you? Have do, do they have any idea?
1: <laughs> I think, do you remember back in the, uh, maybe six months ago, they couldn't, economists couldn't even agree whether there was actual, um, a recession or not because, uh president biden was changing the definitions. so um so i am not an economist so forgive me for not having an answer right at the top of my head i do know that they look at indexes they look at all kinds of um other type of market trends from my uh couch surfing as i watch uh the financial news reports but um as to give you an academic answer i do not have that answer
0: yeah, and I think a lot of it's based, and thank you, uh, sir, for the call. Um, I think a lot of it's based on the Consumer Price Index yeah. um, and um, how they, uh, there's a couple different measures, but I think they look at it on the Consumer Price Index. Yeah. But to be fair, I was told there would be no math when I came on this show. <laughs> and so asking asking me things like that, or it, that's that's where things get dangerous because we literally just had a conversation about how bad I am in math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do hear your point and I take it very seriously. Um, just even in the, my own industry of insurance, we have seen a lot of things that are really really pushing our what they call a loss ratio, which means how much you pay out in a, for a claim versus how much you collected in premium. And some statewide, those companies are at 125% or higher. In other words, they paid out over for every dollar they collect, they paid out a dollar twenty-five. And that is a fully in, a part of inflation. It's not because we are having greater losses it is because of that inflationary cost. So yes, sir, we're seeing it all the way through, um, Every facet of our economy.
2: Yep. Yeah, well, you know, you know the definition of of um, a recession, don't you? A recession is when your neighbor's out of work, and a depression is when you're out of work.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's true story. A, that's a that's a very good uh, saying. I was not going to say yeah. it's a joke because it's kind of hits hard to home. But yeah, yeah. you're good. But David, that, thank you so much for yeah, calling. Thanks on for the, the show. call,
0: David. I think that's a, a high quality Ronald Re- yeah. Reaganism there. <laughs>
1: yeah, very good. Well, um. So anyway, speaking of Reaganism, because you know, again, we talk about thou shalt not have any uh, Republican on Republican or no, speak yeah, ill of other don't Republicans. speak ill of other Republicans. It's season. It's time, and it's season. And so, so we're looking at in the congressional district. District six, the heavy Republican district. Uh, again, that's Bo. Hines, Mark Walker, and now Edison McDowell. Um, You're going to look at District 7. Someone who's a friend of this show is, or excuse me, District 8, excuse me, District 8, which is kind of east of I-85.
0: Another open seat. Another
1: open seat. So we have got our very own friend John Bradford file for that seat. Another friend, uh, Mark Harris, is also in that seat. Um, Those are probably the two, I would say, Well, at least most notable to me. Not to say that they're going to be the front runners, but those two that I have personal relationships with that is filed in there. So. Um, now we're going to go down to an incumbent for District Nine, Richard Hudson, and then we've got our very own.
0: Yes, District Ten, District wide, open 10. seat with the retirement of uh, Congressman Patrick McHenry, um, also a friend of the show. But um, have got it looks like we have like four candidates in there right mm-hmm. now. But really the um, uh, the main two that I think people are going to be looking at is Pat Harrigan and uh, obviously our own Gray Mills yeah. um, from Iredale County. And so it, it's it's interesting to note um, about this race because this is I think Harrigan's third district that he has um, shopped to uh, in an effort to (laughs) run. So he and
1: Bo Hines, do you think they have the same car? I I wonder if they
0: carpool together and like, (laughs) hey, they can just drop one (laughs) off in one district and the other continues on. Uh, Because I just, you know, and uh, Harrigan, obviously not from here, uh, you know, grew up in California um, and everything like that. And then uh, had run in the 14th district, I believe a couple of years ago, and then uh, decided that uh, he would then run in the 13th district uh, where Tim Moore uh, is now running. And then when Patrick McHenry decided he wasn't running, Harrigan decided he was going to run here, um, oh. so you know, obviously, a- as a rule, from a, a, a constitutional standpoint, you do not have to live in the district and right. that you run in. But of course, you know, I'm sure that um, he's found somewhere to, to place his boxes over the last little bit. But um, that race is going to be very, very interesting. Obviously, yeah. uh, Harrigan seems to be an establishment rep- Washington choice yeah. based off what we're hearing. Gray Mills, uh, born and bred here, mm-hmm. um, grew up in Yadkin County, went to school in North Carolina. You um, know, did, did
1: he? Did he taught school? He
0: did teach he school. Taught
1: school at South. Iredell High School. Yes,
0: he did. And if you're really, really nice, we, pro- uh, we there is a picture of that of him in front next to an overhead projector. Yeah. If you if you kids don't know what that is, ask your parents. But uh, but no, he was a teacher in Ardell County. A great guy. Obviously, 100% my support is going uh, his yes. way, and I think he would be a fantastic congressman for us.
1: Absolutely. There's a few others that are going to be contested, but those are the kind of like the top picks. So we'll see what the next. Let's see, 30 minutes will bring. 30 minutes will
0: bring. Yeah. You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. If you'd like to be part of our show, 844-Studio-4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, Facebook page X, and LinkedIn, and YouTube. So um, before the break, we were going through the uh, candidates. Um, and so there's a few state ride races. Yes. That, um, all have, of them. All of them are up, um, mm-hmm. which is in, which is always fun. But Lieutenant Governor, I think I think we're up to 232 people running for Lieutenant Governor <laughs> Especially
1: now. Especially on the Republican side, Especially yeah. on the
0: Republican side. So obviously, um, we had had some. Uh, obviously, there was some. I think uh, uh, John Bradford had originally been looking at that, right? Treasurer. Uh, tre- treasurer. That's yeah. right. And so um, he he he's out running for but, Congress now. But Lieutenant Governor has been like an, an interesting new addition, uh, Jim O'Neill.
1: Yes, right. Yes, the district district attorney out for Scythe County who had. Uh, w- Ran for Attorney General against Josh Stein. And he was, I think, the only Republican Council of Race member that year that did not uh, overcome Josh Stein. And um, so he's putting his name in for Lieutenant Governor. But so, Lieutenant Governor, like, when you hear Lieutenant Governor, what do you think that means?
0: Um... Honestly, I, if, I mean, I, I've always attributed it similar to vice president. Sure. Basically, you have no real responsibility outside of if the governor is out of the state or, or retires yeah. or, or, or resigns or whatever like that. Um, yeah. You know, I, I really don't know that there's any, is there any constitutional duty outside of providing, uh, they preside over the Senate right yes okay but they're that's the presiding real-
1: officer of the senate
0: and they vote if they if there's they, a tie which that's not uh,
1: really going to happen no it has rare yeah. so w-
0: so what does the lieutenant governor do they
1: got a really cool house in raleigh
0: so th- they have their own house they in raleigh they
1: have a house in raleigh so there's the governor's mansion which is on blunt street there is a house i think or two in between And then there's the Lieutenant Governor's house, which is a beautiful home. Yeah, it's really, really cool.
0: Very cool. Well, and I I think in most instances, Lieutenant Governor is is just generally viewed as a springboard to be governor, right? I mean, you you become Lieutenant Governor because you hope one day to be governor, right?
1: I don't know. I think I would just settle right in. (laughs) Just
0: settle right in. Because, I mean, you
1: don't have any responsibilities. I mean, you have a title. You have a home. I think you get drivers. Uh, You get to tour the state and get to learn all about North Carolina. And, um... And then, you know, you preside over the Senate, but that's not very often that you preside over the Senate. And I do believe that they had powers before, and I did not research this before um, we came on the air. So, of course... Feel free to come back against me if I miss information for you. I have you no on foundational
0: basis for what I'm going to tell you, but I want to tell you. <laughs> but I want to tell
1: you—it's <laughs> like a good gossip does. But at point, some point, they did have more uh, powers and there were stronger powers. But when they were under the Democrat control, I think there was either a Republican or an unfavorable person who was um, got elected as lieutenant governor. So the supermajority in of the Democrats pretty much just neutered that position really yes it did so they basically made it um kind of what it is today which is just like a figurehead position which you know it kind of surprises me that so many people want that but again like you said i guess they look at it as a springboard to be governor
0: yeah well i mean and i think there's probably some real you know, things that, uh, I mean, when you have, when you have a lieutenant governor of a different party than, I mean, it's different than president, vice president, right? When, you know, you don't vote for governor and he has lieutenant governor running on his ticket, right? And so when we've actually had, you know, governors and lieutenant governors of different parties a a number of different times, I think. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, and so there's probably an inherent level of distrust between those. So as governor, you're probably not going to hand too much down for your lieutenant governor to do when they're in a different party. And plus, you know, you're looking at them as a potential rival and you know, four years when you run again, sure. um, unless, unless you're, you know, running for your eighth, because, you know, we are, we are term limited in North Carolina, thankfully. Uh, you can only serve eight years as governor, but it's, it, but it is, it, it's an interesting job, right? But we, there's yeah. a, no shortage of people jumping right. in on, and wanting to run for that.
1: Now, I did say that, now I will say that they all, all of these people that are on your ballot as council of state. So that's going to be, of course, the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, auditor, treasurer, State of uh, Agriculture Commissioner, I am audit I'm missing a couple of, sorry, I have them in my notes, but um, they all do sit on a council of states. There is some sort of semblance of power there, and we actually changed that um, to be, especially in a state of emergency, to be a little bit even more powerful. Remember that Governor Cooper held us in a state of emergency for far too long. I yes. feel like it was how many days that was. I can't remember if it was. Just almost years, I feels like. Um, we did change the laws of the general Assembly to allow the Governor to issue a state of emergency. But now, after a certain date, time certain, maybe 90 days, then the council of state will actually come in and vote to continue or discontinue that state of emergency. There are some other things that the lieutenant governor does, Uh, sits on the state board of education. So I think that's why you saw Deanna Ballard, who really wants to be a part of this um, and be your next lieutenant governor, because she has that history in education and educational policy. So she does have a say there. So I was goofing around about lieutenant governor not really having a lot of power, but it's a lot different than say the state treasurer who manages and maintains like the state health plan Mm -hmm. which is the health insurance for everybody and uh, the retirement program which is you know, um, gosh, billions of dollars of money that he has to manage mm-hmm. and secure and take care of. Um, the commissioner of agriculture, very strong, um, who sets a policy for uh, agricultural folks all over North Carolina. So some of those department heads are, um, who are elected, do have a lot of power.
0: Yeah. And one of the interesting things about it is, is that, you know, um, even though they're, even though constitutionally, it doesn't have a ton of responsibility, it also doesn't have a ton of uh, what you might say, um, handcuffs. On it. It's not really True. handcuffed. It can be what it can be what you want to make it. I mm-hmm. remember that uh, when uh, Dan Forrest uh, was lieutenant governor, had a heavy focus on education and really, you know, I uh, believe had an educational task force. You mm-hmm. know, really sort of zeroed in on that as an issue that he wanted to um, highlight and 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 try to do something about. And you know, if you've got a you know a Republican in lieutenant governor spot and you have a Republican led General Assembly, then perhaps that you know there there's more opportunity for a lieutenant governor to actually get in there and get some things done. So yeah. you actually have the flexibility to pick and choose. You know. A few things where you see issues and try to bring some, you know, at least um, some type of, um, you know, resolution and/or you know, improvement mm-hmm. to the table. So you actually do have more flexibility in
1: that. Yeah, in a bully pulpit, right? To get a point pulpit, Yes. So, so yeah, so I that w- was kind of tongue in cheek, me goofing around, but you know, for the first time. I've actually seen some squabble on the Democrat side of Lieutenant Governor. Um, former Senator Ben Clark or Senator Clark um, is been, has been running for Lieutenant Governor for quite some time. And he's facing off against current Senator Rachel Hunt. Um, and his uh, he's, he's such, if you ever meet uh, Senator Clark in person, he is... All smiles, very calm, former military, very well-spoken, uh, genuinely a nice guy. Um, but he wasn't so nice on Twitter or on X this week. Oh, so, really? Yeah, he started throwing some Democrat-on-Democrat Democrat violence. And so I'm kind of excited for them to join in on the group, on the party fund. <laughs> uh, we have also seen, uh, for Attorney General, uh, very um, famous um, or infamous, I don't know if <laughs> how you want to say, uh, former Senator Jeff Jackson, but also uh, House Member and Congressman Jeff Jackson's running to represent you as attorney general, And it's your general. fault, by the
3: way.
0: When he announced, it, it was it was it's you guys' fault. The general why? assembly Because you drew you drew him out of his you uh, drew his district in a way in oh. which he didn't feel like he could win. So oh. that's on y'all. Oh. How could y'all be mean to that poor little guy?
1: Yeah, why don't you? You know what? It's kind of disingenuous. Like, why can't you just stay in it and? Fight and think that you can win Well and he had all those Great TikTok videos He does have great TikTok he does. videos I mean
0: I think he spent The majority of time In Congress making TikToks Yeah
1: you know, well he, he did that in the Senate too
0: Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh okay Well then
1: yeah <laughs> just going to say I didn't see him a lot of committee meetings <laughs> But I did say, I saw him online More than I did And sitting in the committee I'm sorry Well the TikTok
0: Take time man Yeah I, mean, I know If you're going to be An influencer and, yeah. and be a content creator You know you gotta it, it takes a lot of time And
1: you know poor guy So like he um, Wanted to file And try to clear the field for Attorney General, but now on the um, Democratic side, you have, a, I think, a DA from Durham who also has filed to run for Attorney General. So you're going to have a tight, tight Democratic race over there. There's been a little back-and-forth blood to on that because remember, uh, Senator Jackson or Congressman Jackson uh, actually had stated that he was going to run for Senate, for mm-hmm. Federal Senate, and then the powers that be in the Democratic Party chose Sherry Beasley or backed Sherry Beasley um, up until they needed her, <laughs> yeah. like she needed him, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and then, uh, so Jeff Jackson stood aside. So it seems like an interesting enough that he must have some kind of internal pushback within the Democratic Party because they are yet again are challenging him in a primary.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, and you know, I mean, I, I, I am, I, I am not privy to the inner workings of the Democratic Party, uh, never have been, but <laughs> it is kind of interesting that every time you know you try to, you know, if you're an individual who tries to switch into offices that are broader and you're not backed by your party each time, maybe at some point in time, you might think, you know, hey, maybe I need to have a conversation with somebody Uh, or maybe not pursue these things. Yeah, But hey, but you know, you get those TikToks aren't going to make themselves. And so there's only so much content that you can do as a congressman. So you got to (laughs) change. You got to change every year. Switch it up. Get them followers up.
1: I will say there's a a nice, um, steady flow of folks from the Charlotte region who are running for either Congress or statewide office. Mm -hmm. It seems like we are... Um, for so long, felt like everything and most people came from the Raleigh hub. But I'm looking down through these council of state folks, and there's a lot of uh, folks who live actually or have served in Charlotte. Like uh, for the Democrat Braxton Winston for Commissioner of Labor, uh, we have a local Democrat Natasha Marcus who's also running for Commissioner of Insurance. We have an auditor candidate right here locally, and, and Senator Jeff Tart, former Senator Jeff Tart, who lives here. Of course, Jeff Jackson is from our area. Dan Bishop is from our area who's running on the Republican side. Um, We have uh, Jim O'Neill, like we mentioned earlier, for Lieutenant Governor from uh, the Forsyth area. So it just seems like and I know I'm missing some others, but it just seems like there's a well, lot form, of
0: former former uh, more former uh, House member for our district, Robert Brawley, running Correct. for insurance. And I think I think this is the second or third time
1: I think that he's run for insurance commissioner. Um, yeah.
0: And so um, he's his name is in the hat too. So yeah. a little local flavor there.
1: Yeah. So it looks like we're getting a lot of folks who are focused in and around the Charlotte region and the Piedmont region who are standing up to be counted and hopefully represent us statewide.
0: Absolutely. You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, Facebook page, X, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, and actually, you know... In a in we you know we break news here we, and are, me, we on, are we are anything like that we we are innovative we are on the cutting edge of radio and so we do have a uh, on the field uh, reporter so yes. to speak <laughs> at the board of elections seeing if there's any late breaking uh, candidate filings uh, commissioner gene how how are you sir
3: hey good morning hope y'all doing well
0: doing well so it, it, any uh, last minute uh, filings he might come uh, sprinting in with their form signed ready to run for something up there.
3: The only one that I, the only one I know of so far is uh, Brad Howard out of Mooresville file for commissioner,
1: Okay.
0: <clears throat>
3: county commissioner.
1: Okay. Well, so very...
3: that puts put seven, that puts seven in our race. Vicky and I were talking earlier about, you know, wonder if anybody would come and file, but so, so, so far she's safe uh, in her district. 37 is, is the only candidate for uh, re-election. So I mean, ugly, and that's really the reason you, you were there, election. right, Gene?
0: You, you you were there to that's tackle really anybody to look like yeah. they might be filing for
3: her seat? That, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. I've got, my, I've got my Florida State football helmet on and, and I'm ready to
1: block. <laughs> that's right, because you played with Dion Sanders back in the day, which I always enjoy. That, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, oh, so we yeah. have one new commissioner filing for Irondale County and then nothing else that we know of, but there are still 10 minutes nothing left. Else that I
3: know of today um, other than that and... Um, You know, I just I hadn't heard anything else. I called to check earlier and uh, just just five minutes ago. And I think Brad had filed, you know, right before I had called in.
1: So so Commissioner, help. uh, That's the only
3: one I'm aware of today.
1: Commissioner, help. I, I want to tell listeners to the show that this was not your planned activity for today. But I did call and say, Gene. I'm very, we we're going to be on the air from 11 to 12, and I wanted to have breaking, be a breaking news, <laughs> cutting edge show here to see if anyone locally filed. So you were so kind to go over there um, and, and and do that favor for me. So I appreciate it. Jean, before we let you go, because we have our Rated X segment coming up, is there anything you'd like to tell the voters of Iredell Irons- okay. County?
3: i just tell them it's an honor and privilege to represent them and tell everyone to have a Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year if I don't. Get back on the air before the new year. Okay. Um, so I think there's one more uh, school board member filing right now oh. uh, for on the Democratic side. Okay. Democratic side. Okay. Okay. Um, so, but I think I think you're safe. You got 10 minutes. I'm, you know, I've got the door blocked and <laughs> so We're joking. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, David. Hopefully, I can get a cup of coffee out of this or something. Okay. You know, you know what, brother?
0: I'll even I will get you a cup of coffee, and I might even let you have cream. <laughs> I might even do that. Thank well, you, Commissioner.
3: We... On, a, on a serious note, I just want to say thank you for what you do for you know Idle County and North Carolina, and and uh, it's a thankless job sometimes, but. I just wanted to say that from a commissioner's seat, and uh, tell you you to have a have a happy New Year and a happy and a Merry Christmas. Everybody. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you, Commissioner Halt, for doing that favor for the show. So, thank you. Well, on, have a great weekend. Thank, thank you, Gene. So, right. on the street reporting just thank now, you. live from Iredell County, was Commissioner Gene Halt, who I strong-armed into going over there for me to see if anyone had filed. So, I appreciate the the work. Um, now, I guess we can do. Uh, Let's see the, our, our rated X segment well, here. Yeah, so, so we need to remind everybody <laughs> rated X every each and every time. Yeah,
0: so rated X is uh, when uh, you know we go back to your Twitter feed or your excuse me, your X feed uh-huh. and um, see the things that you have uh, uh, said and everything like that, and then see who responds to you. <laughs> and so there's there's obviously several ones. You still continue to get um, uh, comments on your re-election. Finally, <laughs> though, I do need to bring up one from uh, earlier uh, uh, le- earlier in this week um, when you said it was an honor to be in, uh at the NCDOT for the naming of exit 30 yes, on I77 for Steph Curry and everything like that and then deer creek karini oh, uh, not again Ukraine flag and all um that's cute vicky i would rather the section of I77 between morsel and charlotte to not be a profit center in toll roads for I77 mobility partners <laughs> <laughs> you just can't catch a break
1: <laughs> i am so glad that when you have an instrument that you can play with one tune that you continue to play, that one tune. Well, I
0: mean, you know, every, I mean, everybody has to have one thing they yeah. do well, right? And yeah, you know, but it, w- I'm noticing a pattern. The Ukrainian flag, people do not like you.
1: I yeah. So I have a Ukrainian flag too. So God bless. So uh, so we remember we talked last week where I didn't initially file. We were looking at who was going to be an Iredell County mm-hmm. candidate for the tenth district, and so I waited to see where who, how that was all going to flesh out. I'm so thankful to. Um, and always intended to file for Senate. Um, but I would, uh, anyway, so I did. I, I went in and I filed on this week, and I announced this, that it's official. The press release went out. Thanks to Iredell Free News for picking it up and our local papers. Um, but I said, it's official. We filed for re-election to the North Carolina General Assembly. We're accomplished a lot, and there's a lot more to be done. I'll continue to work to connect with voters and share our message and learn more about the issues that matter to you most. And Meg is very funny. So Meg, who no, is Ukrainian peaceful, flag. no Ukrainian flag, but Meg, who's very peaceful because okay. she has a peace sign. Peace sign people don't like me either. Okay, I didn't know if there's a reason. <laughs> am I violent?
0: I think you uh, you, uh, you trigger a lot of people. I do. If trigger... I'm fair You trigger a lot of people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's it. I mean, you're mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so Meg says Fortunately There's a qualified Democrat Running against you Who's going to Relieve you of your seat Adios
0: Clearly Meg Highly now, in tune To the electorate Here in yeah, Iowa County
1: So anyway So that's like that, Oh my gosh I didn't realize I had a Senate I mean I didn't realize That I had a Democrat Who filed against me I was like Oh okay So I go in And said, yes indeed There's someone Who's filed against me On the Democratic side And welcome to the show I appreciate um, You know some Somebody putting their name On the ballot Because mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing It's very no. It can be very daunting But I do appreciate this candidate's humor um so her title of her um uh website has her name and says she can't win north carolina senate district 37 <laughs> so district 37 is so gerrymandered that i don't stand a chance
3: <laughs> well done
1: but we deserve to have two names on the ballot so to meg i'm sorry even your candidate doesn't think she has a chance so <laughs> i'm not sure that there is a qualified democrat running against me
0: well but I mean the what you know what it takes to be a qualified Democrat the bar's pretty low oh, in this district
1: you can't do well, in, the, in this no. in this
0: district I, yeah. mean, I, I mean I'm saying not not like as a person or as a capability oh, okay, I'm okay. talking about as as a capability And ability to win in this district right <laughs> being a i mean a qualified Democrat in generally in an electorate is someone who could has a chance of winning yeah and that no uh, the, it's simply not going to happen now we, people still have to get out and vote and everything like yeah. that but you know but it, it's a uh, but that's what I meant. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't throwing shade on on uh-huh. whoever it is. The lady, the nice lady. That, but obviously she's a realist.
1: Well, I, don't uh, I like mean, the I was, humor. she gets it. I
0: love the humor. The too The humor's
1: funny. I yeah. mean, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm sure the Republicans who file for a Senate seat in mecklenburg county feel the same way they can't win um i would argue as a, are those seats gerrymandered well or how about a charlotte city council person i mean those are those they are the ones who draw their maps and they purposely draw them for not to have a really competitive so i guess it's okay when the democrats oh yes. Do a, well,
0: yes okay we've established that and
1: i'm not saying that we did Good I mean, for me
0: not for thee. We That's have the talked way it on, works.
1: we have talked on the show before there is no way because we as a hurt p- people, gerrymander ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. we tend to, if you are a Republican, tend to live in rural districts. And if you're a Democrat, you did tend to live in, not that's not, not always the case, but it seems like we always come, you know, cities are blue, countries are red, country is red. It's yeah. just the way it works. So there's no way to draw a district that would include us, except for if you went to the heart of Charlotte, to the County and put it in a pie formation. Yeah. So that would—that's just not going to well, happen. What I've seen, and
0: I've actually seen uh, maps before that were sort of drawn as jokes around Charlotte. That in order to get blue through Charlotte basically it was almost like horizontal lines just taking uh-huh. portions of Charlotte and going like east uh, across Charlotte West with all the population center in Charlotte and uh-huh. then and then basically doing the same thing with Raleigh going out east from Raleigh and west uh-huh. from Raleigh and you just get all the and like you can get a lot of blue in, in inside of that uh-huh. if you draw those that way yeah and uh, not very constitutional obviously uh, yeah. but uh, but you you can get there so I'm sure yeah. I'm sure that you know next time Democrats have have the uh, power of the uh, map drawing tool uh, that we'll probably see some really, of course, we saw some creatively drawn districts way back in Roy Cooper's day uh, when he got his uh, seat into the North Carolina House. But yeah, but it is good. I'm glad that you filed again. But oh, there's, um, I'm just reading through. So a peace flag, a Ukraine flag, um, is that a golf green and a hockey puck?
1: I think a hockey puck and a blue wave.
0: Yeah. And okay, a, very and a blue, good. Oh, blue wave. I get it. Blue uh-huh. wave, huh, uh-huh. Clever. Yeah. You know, maybe why not get the right for women to vote repealed. Okay, no now make it easier to stop them. Oh, and what if you need an abortion and you're told no, or do you have a free abortion pass? <laughs> wow. Man, Agent Joe (laughs) Mick Incognito—that's his real name, of course. (laughs) Your district is so gerrymandered in your favor, so you'll win, but not fairly. How do you sleep at night, knowing your election was fixed up front? Oh, so how to answer the man's question? I do, or Pam, Pam. Sorry, how do you sleep, Senator?
1: Well, I don't sleep at night a lot of times, but it isn't because that I feel like my district was unfairly (laughs) drawn. I have sleepless nights. But it's not because of things um, that keep you
0: awake. That's except, not it. And
1: obviously, not things that uh, I see on on this X world. So, um, yeah. So it's just, yeah. 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 But you know, you got to laugh. You got to, It is good for entertainment. It is good for entertainment. Um, I guess I am um, appreciative of all the folks and uh, providing content for this last little bit of our show. Oh, hey.
0: I, I actually appreciate Although, it.
1: There's danger.
0: What's the danger? The
1: danger is this. So I was tweeting out about X. I was very on. I was tweeting out about X. <laughs> I was uh, tweeting at last night about being able to go to Sheriff Dan, Darren Campbell's um, Christmas party and awards banquet for his deputies, and some amazing stories were told. And I was get and I was tweeting it out, and then I saw this new pop up, and it said, "Allow only those who you um, are, are responding to in this tweet." To respond, and Ooh. I was like, "Oh, I might have to kill." It was so hard for me to allow others to reply because no, I no, was no, like,
0: we, no, no. This is this, this is gold. Danger. This it's is radio gold. Oh. gold, man. You got. We have to have these things.
1: Oh no, no. So,
0: is your Christmas shopping done?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so headed home to sit down How in front of the you? Amazon. Uh, my wife handles all Christmas shopping. Okay, good. Um, which and that's by design. That that is her. That, that is her taking things on because I'm notoriously bad at those things.
1: Okay, well, good. Well, glad that you have a stress free Christmas. Good for you. I wouldn't for go Amanda. that far.
0: I wouldn't go that far. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we still got to go visit family, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas
3: from 105.9 100.7 S-I-C, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.